As we close out this incredible month of Tishrei, I'd like to share with you a beautiful idea on how we can hold on to what we've gained on Yom Naram and Sukkot throughout the year. As we know, during Sukkot, Kal Yisrael offered 70 karbanas in the Beis HaMikdash. And the Gemara asks, Hana Shivim Parim Kaneged Mi. These 70 sacrifices, what do they correspond to? Says the Gemara, Kaneged Shivim Umais. These correspond to the 70 nations of the world. What about the Yont of immediately following Sukkot? How many Karbanas were born on Shmini Atzeres? The Pasuk says in Parshas Pinchas, Par Echad, just one bull. And the Gemara asks, Par Yechidi Lama, why only one par? Sak the Gemara, Keneged Uma Yechida. This was bought for the one unique nation amongst all the other nations. It was bought for Kal Yisrael. And Rashi offers a very eloquent parable. Moshul Amelech Basav Adam Sha'amr La'avadav. A king tells his servants, Aseli Suda Gadoila, let's throw a huge week-long party. And he invites all of his cabinet members, all the senators, all the governors, all the dignitaries. Leyoim Achron, on the last day when everyone left already, Omalahavoy, he tells his best friend, Aseli Suda Katana, let's have a small party, a party for two. Let's hang out, just you and me. If you ever made a simcha in your house and you invited all your friends and neighbors and your machatanam and your siblings, and finally, at 1 a.m., when everyone left the house, you tell your spouse, how about you put up a pot of tea and let's sit down, just you and me, and let's rehash and discuss what transpired here tonight. Rashi says, When children take leave of their father, and he tells them, Your departure is so difficult for me. Please stay with me one more day. And this is the essence of Shmini Atzeres. It's a day we enjoy exclusively with the Rabbani Shalala. Atzeres means to linger. After all the nations left, it was just us and Hashem. That's why it's just one par. The question is, how is this extra day going to help our separation? On the contrary, now that we have had quantity time and quality time together, the separation is even more difficult. So once heard a beautiful idea. What do we do on Shmini Atzeres? We pray for rain. Rain needs constant fila. We have to go to shul every day and ask Hashem for rain. So we never lose the connection we experience on Shmini Atzeres. Shmini Atzeres teaches us that we are constantly dependent on Hashem for our sustenance. So by davening every day for Panasa, we stay connected to Hashem all year long. But why does rain, more than any of our other needs, need constant prayer? It's because rain, which symbolizes Parnassah, is unique. It's not like all the other mass aberrations like the animals, the trees, the seas, luminaries, the inanimate objects. They all came into creation without Adam needing to daven for it. Rain, however, was the only part of creation that required tefillah. The world waited till the sixth day for Adam Arishan to be born and daven for rain. Requiring tefillah for rain is how Hashem created the world. Part of the DNA of creation is that rain needs constant fila. On Shabbos, we read the story of the Nachash Akadmani, the primordial serpent. And because he enticed Adam and Chavit to eat from the Eitz Adas, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him a severe punishment. Hashem told the Nachash, You will walk on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. 
as the Chedusharim. On the surface, it doesn't appear to be such a great punishment. Actually, on the contrary, there is dust everywhere. So wherever in the world the Nachash finds himself in, he constantly has food to eat. Granted, it's not the best delicacies, but it's still sustenance. And the Gai says something very powerful. The punishment was that his source of sustenance is earth, and that is always available. So he never has to ask for it. Thereby, losing his connection and the relationship to his Creator. And that's the greatest curse. It's like a parent telling their child, Here you have an unlimited credit card, but don't ever call me again. Being disconnected and not dependent on the Rabbani Shalom, there isn't a greater tragedy than that. And that was the curse of the Nachash. We see in the Musaf Davening on Yontav, we see Arav Lefenecha Sirasenu. We daven that our tefillahs should be sweet. Hashem should accept our tefillahs. We ask, Return the kahanim to their void in the Beis HaMikdash. And the Leviim to their singing in the Beis HaMikdash. And the Yidin to their homes. So we understand that in Yontav we ask for the kahanim and the Leviim to once again resume their duties in the Beis HaMikdash. But and the Yidin should return to their homes. What does that mean exactly? What are we davening for over here? What does Israel returning to their homes have to do with Yontif? Sir Shraab says something very profound. After Yontif, when a Yid leaves the Beis Amikdash and goes back home, back to the routine, back to the hustle and bustle, they should come home with some of the Kedusha of Yontif still embedded in them. Bahashav Yisrael and Avayim. When we transition from the Heligatek, we should not lose the connection we forged over the Yom and Aram. The joy and elevation and the growth we experience in Yontif should still be part of us throughout the year. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day. Shame is right here.